Mike, 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 check one, two, three. What is going on, Try Hard Podcast listeners? How are you guys today? Happy Monday. Listen, I'm recording this right now on a Sunday, but this is the only time I got to actually do an episode. So uh, we're going to act like it's Monday, all right? But even though it's Sunday, okay, there's NFL playoffs, which I am not watching because, well, the Packers lost last week and fuck everyone else. You know, I don't care. But uh, how are you guys doing today? I'm feeling good, relaxed, calm, COVID-free. I'm about to crack open um, uh energy drink. Can't really tell wh- tell you which one it is because we are sponsored by an energy drink. And yeah, you know how that goes. Ah, good stuff right there. Listen, guys, how are you guys doing today? All right, hope you guys are having a good day, a good morning, good day, whatever time you listen listen to this podcast. Um, shout out to everybody on YouTube. I'm finally starting to upload these episodes on YouTube. Uh, before, I would just pretty much just export the audio and um, just upload to iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else. Didn't really give a crap about, um, uh, about YouTube, but seems like a huge percentage of... Call of Duty fans, competitive Call of Duty fans, watch their content, listen, listen to their podcasts on YouTube. So I figured, hey, got, you know, I got to do that and got to keep up with that, even though it's a pain in the ass. All right? It's uploading content and, and YouTube videos. It's like you got to sit there. These episodes are usually over 30 minutes. So you got to sit there. You got to wait for the thing to upload. You got to wait for it to process. You got to make sure it's it's in good quality as far as HD. It's a pain in the ass, all right? I'm not going to lie, you guys. It is a pain in the ass. But, hey, it's part of the, you know, it's part of the thing that I agreed to do this year as far as 2022. I wanted to do weekly episodes of this uh, of this podcast. Hopefully, hopefully more than more than one episode a week, hopefully. But for sure, one episode a week, um, that's 100% going to happen. So, listen, guys. Like I said, hope you guys are doing well. It's Monday. We're going to talk a little bit of Call of Duty. All right, we're gonna catch up on some things, some topics. It's just me, just me, me here today. So, um, you know, no guests. So I'm just gonna kind of be ranting a little bit, kind of giving you guys my thoughts and my uh, opinions on certain topics within the scene, and uh, we'll go from there. This episode shouldn't be too long, just because I don't have a guest, and I don't wanna listen. I don't wanna bore your guys' ear off, right? I'm just, I'm just using this as a platform to give my my um, my thoughts and my opinions. You might like them, you might not. You might say go fuck yourself, and hey, that's okay. You know what I mean? That's that's perfectly fine. But uh, what should we talk about right now? So the kickoff was like two weekends ago, right? The CDL kickoff. Hey, in my opinion, a success. All right, I thought it was a successful event. I enjoyed watching the matches. It felt it felt really good to have Call of Duty back. Um, it felt good to just to have something as far as competitive Call of Duty. Um, this this past offseason, obviously, our eSport has been suffering. We've been going through it. With the release of Vanguard, it's 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 literally done nothing but hurt us. Um, you know, the game has, you know, been been in a in a in a crappy spot as far as uh just overall gameplay, the feel of the game, the glitches, the cheating, right? The mispromises, the no ranked play. So it was it was good to finally have something positive as far as Call of Duty in the esport of Call of Duty. So to have the CDL kickoff, to me, it was a success. All right, mind you, the viewership was down. Viewership was pretty low. I think it was averaging around forty k in viewers, which you know, it is what it is. Nothing crazy. It's not that bad, but it's not crazy. It's kind of like in the middle. Which, you know, in the middle sometimes is worse than bad. Because at least in at least when we know it's bad, we can kind of look at it and say hey, it's bad. But when it's in the middle, we're like, well, it's not that bad. So we don't really see the things we can improve on. Which, I mean, it's it's hard to say, you guys. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say where the CDL is at this point as far as like how to improve it. Um. So the kickoff, we got a little bit of a a little bit of a sample size of what to expect this year. 
and not too impressed, obviously, not too impressed, nothing crazy. The same shit, um, you know. We'll go. We'll, we'll get into the matches in a little bit. Not, I'm not gonna get too deep into the matches because you guys already probably already went through that. The fucking kickoff was like two weeks ago, so I'm not gonna bore you guys with that, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously everybody was comparing it to the the HCS uh, event with uh, Halo. It's two different things, guys. We we, we got we got to stop comparing those two, those two those two uh, organizations as far as HCS and CDL. All right. Even though, listen, in my opinion, and I will, I'll get into this a little bit later. We'll talk. We're gonna talk about a couple things today. All right. Even though the HCS was, it was exciting to have them back and that them back in esports and all that. Right. Everyone's hyped up about it. Especially the Call of Duty community, which is weird, but whatever. Um, it's good to have them back, right, and to see how pumped they were. But hey, it's a it's a honeymoon phase, all right. I want to see how it performs in the next event, all right. If they keep those numbers up, then all right, we got some. But more likely, they're not, all right. It's 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 normal for people to be excited. It's normal for for the numbers to be high. It's normal for the hype to be real. It's it's all normal when when something comes back from a from a a long hiatus. You know what I mean? So it is where it is. Call of Duty, you know, we've been around. We've st- we've stuck around. We haven't gone anywhere. So it's kind of like one of those things where well, we know we know what to expect. You know what I mean? So. I didn't expect the numbers as far as viewership to be crazy high. I didn't expect it. So I wasn't like disappointed in it. I was kind of like what I what I expected it as far as like average viewership, right? So I don't know. I I enjoyed it. It was good to be able to come home, have some matches to watch, be able to come home and, and at the end of my day and um you know, see who was playing who, look forward to the matches, watch the matches, watch the new players, watch the new rosters. It was good, man. It was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, as far as the event goes, as far as the teams, how they performed, I think the standout team was probably the Seattle Surge, which to me is not really a standout team because I kind of pred- I expected them to be decent, good, you know, Um I, the biggest storyline with them was obviously them beating Atlanta Phase, which, and I even tweeted this, which, why why are y'all surprised? Why are you surprised that Seattle Surge was able to keep up, even beat Atlanta Phase, right? First of all, Atlanta's not going as hard as they should be, right? We all know that. That's pretty well known. Um, they hate the game. We all know that. Um, they, they haven't even, even started... To really, to really play at their full potential. So I, I don't think Atlanta Phase even took this kickoff that seriously, to be honest with you. So I don't think them losing to Seattle was as big a deal as people are trying to make it out to be. Um, I think I think Atlanta's just like, whatever. It's a fucking kickoff. Well, you know, we'll, we'll get back in the form. So I'm excited to see what what's, what uh, Atlanta does coming off that, you know, that loss to Seattle. So um, I think Seattle might have awoken, awoken the sleeping giant. So it's going to it's gonna be interesting. Uh, what else? Other news. Uh, Optic lost. I, I listen, you guys. And I know it's not a popular, popular opinion. I know. That Optic team is not going to last, okay? And I know you're just saying, what are you talking about? It's fucking one, 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 one event, one loss. Listen, I predicted this, all right, in the beginning of the, in the beginning when that roster was first announced, okay, or when it was leaked. You will see that roster will not, let me, let me repeat that. Optic Gaming, Optic Texas, whatever the fuck name they're using nowadays, will not last. Okay? It won't. I'm not saying the players are shit. I'm not saying they're not good. That group of guys will not gel. All right? One thing I'm happy about, about um, Optic losing, is that can we stop putting so much weight into fucking scrims, right? Uh, can we stop that? Like, everyone is is basing 
these these teams, as far as how good they are, off of scrims, bro. Like we we need to stop that. We need to stop that. Tactical Rav, this is a message to you. I don't want to see the damn scrim count on your videos anymore. That shit don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. It's pointless. Like we we have to stop. It's it's dumb. People are putting too much weight into the scrims. And Optic was a perfect example why we should not give a fuck what the scrim counts are. We shouldn't care. All right? We shouldn't care. They mean nothing. Nothing. So Optic loss or whatever, blah, blah, blah. They're out of the tournament. Whatever. Uh, another team that, to, that I kept an eye on just because they were a new team was um, Boston Breach. They lost... First round. Listen, guys. Another prediction of mine. It's not rocket science. Like it's not. It's not rocket science to see which teams are going to be good this year and which ones are not going to be good. It's not rocket science, and I get it. A lot of you guys are fan of these players, so you you because you're a fan of them, your minds are clouded as far as being able to see. The true potential of, of the of the rosters, not not the players, because in my opinion, if you're in the CDL, you're one of the top Call of Duty players in the world. All right, so you have talent. As far as building a roster, that's something way different, right? Something way different. When you build the roster, you're not just factoring in how cracked a player is. Or how good a player is, or or how 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 they you know how they you know compete at a, at a tournament, you got to factor in mindset, all right, personality. Okay, do they get along with teammates? Are they selfish? All right, are they a little overrated? Okay, listen, that Boston Breach team. Has that. Okay. They have that. The fact that the Boston Breach is making methods, methods, Zinni, whatever you guys call them, the face of the franchise. You guys know what face of the franchise means, right? The face of the franchise is this is this is our guy. This is our guy for the next however many. Um, years, right? This is the guy we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put all of our investment in. This is the guy that's gonna lead us to the promised land. All right. Now, in typical in typical sports, all right, we call they call it the franchise player, right? The franchise player, which that's what Boston is is slating methods as the franchise player. Okay. Let's go to let's let, let's do some. Let's go to methods. Copedia methods. Methods. Anthony Zinni. All right. How old? How old is this man? Okay. Methods. Okay. Now, in typical sports, right? Typical typical compet anything where it's competitive, team wise, sports, esports, whatever. Generally, when you have the franchise player or the face of the franchise, that's usually somebody that you're going to be able to win soon and you're going to be able to win with in the future, right? That's your star, all right? That's, that's our, that should be the best player on your team. Right, that's the player that you build your entire team around to win soon, if you're lucky now, but more likely soon, but for sure in the future. Okay, so the Boston breach, from what social media, from what Twitter, which is social media, whatever, from what the, in, the information that I'm gathering. And from what Boston Breach is doing, Methods is their face of the franchise. He is their franchise player. 
Now, someone like me who I've been in the scene for a little bit now, right? You look at someone like Methods, okay? He put the time in, all right? He did. He's been around for a while. He's he's 24, not 21. He's not 20. He's not 19. The man is 24, okay? Now, if... If if I were a general manager of a team, and I was in, and I was slated to build a roster that can win possibly now, but for sure soon, and for sure for sure in the future, my first pick would not be a twenty four year old player who got tucked to bed in the amateur scene the last year and a half that he was a part of it, right? Didn't finish, I think, higher than T6 or T4 in the amateur scene. Okay, that's below the pro scene. That player, again, who got tucked in the amateur scene for the last year and a half that he was competing, is 24, about to turn 25 in August, according to his Codpedia background information. Okay. A player that the last time he was a pro, when the team that he was a part of dropped him, they got immediately better. They became the second best team in Call of Duty when they dropped him. So you're telling me, as a Boston Breach manager, general manager, management, you thought it was a good idea to pick up a player that was getting tucked to bed in the amateur scene that he was playing in the last year. And on top of that, when he was a pro, the last time he was a pro, he got dropped and the team that dropped him got immediately better, and they ended up becoming the second-best team in the game when they dropped him. So you're telling me your thought is, that's the guy I need on my roster. That's the guy I'm going to make my franchise player. Now, listeners of the Tryhard Podcast, which I love. I love you guys. Use your head here. After everything I just explained to you, 24, about to turn 25 in August. Getting tucked to bed in the amateur scene, which is the which is the D-League of the CDL. Got dropped from his past pro team. That pro team ended up becoming the second best team in the game. Got immediately better. Started winning immediately after they dropped him. Would you, as a normal thinking person, look at that player and say, that's the guy I want to build my team around? Would you? I'll wait. Nah. I don't think you guys are dumb. Okay? Now, the problem is the equalizer that 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 Methods has, he's a personality. All right? He's a personality. He is. People love him. He does a he does good impressions. He was fat, now he's skinny. Um, he does a really good impression of Donald Trump. I think that's actually it's just really it's actually impressive. Um, he has this whole no zinny no winny thing, right? Which is completely false. Obviously, you guys say no zinny no winny. Toronto says hold my beer. Okay. Now. You decide to make that player the franchise of your team, the franchise face of your team, because he has a little bit of a following. Okay, now Boston Breach. If you're going down that route, that route, now we're getting in, into a sticky situation, because now it looks like, it seems like, winning and actually building a competitive team 
is not your main thought. And and I I get what you're saying, you guys. I get it. Garza, relaxed. One fucking kickoff. You don't mean, I get it. And I completely agree with that. You're right. I might be reaching here. Okay? I might be reaching here. But I'm talking as if I was a general manager of a team trying to build a roster, trying to build a winning roster soon and, and in the future. Right? Methods would not be my first pick. Okay? His track record supports that. Wouldn't be my first pick. On second of, and the second player you pick up is TJ. And obviously you guys know, Methods and TJ, they're together and whatever, right? TJ, a player who's been kind of just sailing by, just not not really performing, but just doing enough to stay in, involved in the scene. So you, you you pick those two guys to be the vets and the and the faces of your franchise. Okay. Listen, in my opinion, the only positive thing that the positive thing that Boston Breach has going for itself is Nero and Capsidal. And Capsidal, we don't even know yet. He just had one good event. We don't know if he's gonna be nasty or not. If he's really gonna be like good. Like we have one event, so we don't know. Okay, but at least with those two players, young, potential, room to grow, all right, can be molded, all right. If I'm a general manager, those are the players. Those type of players are the players that I want to build around. Those are the type of players that I want to make the face of my franchise. All right? Youth. Unlimited potential. They're, they haven't even touched their ceiling yet. We don't even know where the fuck their ceiling's at. They're just getting better. You're telling me Methods is getting better? His track record don't, don't say that. And I get it. It's one event. What are you... You're getting out... But listen... One thing about me, guys, is I I like to look at teams and rosters, and I don't just look at the first event or the second event. I look at about I look at what's ahead of them. Okay. What breaks my fucking heart about this Boston Breach team is if they don't win or if they don't even place top four, there's gonna be a roster move. And guess who's gonna be the first? people, the first two two players that are going to be moved. Not Methods or not TJ Haley, however you say his name. Nero and Cap will be the first two players to be swapped out of that roster. And that's a damn shame. Damn shame. Damn shame. Because those are the two players that if I was a GM... Those are the guys I'd be trying to build my roster around to win soon and in the future. But hey, what do I know? Like I always say when I say shit like this, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Boston Breach, I don't like the road they're going down. They're falling in, they, they're falling into the trap. All right. And and um I don't like it. I don't like it. 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 Now, what else should we talk about? I'm not sure how or why I got into that rant about Boston Breach, but whatever. What else should we talk about? Um, so okay, another thing that came out of the, that kickoff event. I guess COVID's still a thing, right? I guess allegedly, allegedly. Um, yeah, Clayster, days after, you know, um, days after coming back from the kickoff, uh, posted a, a, a tweet on Twitter and complaining that he got sick from COVID. Um, and I remember, um, after they had lost, he had his mask on and when they lost to Seattle, he had his mask on and, um. 
he wasn't fist bumping the other other team. He was just like putting his his uh his wrist or his fist up, right? So they would all know. And he was really the only player that I seen wear a mask, and he got sick. So he he decided to tweet and kind of throw a shot to the CDL, pretty much saying that hey, precautions were not met. There were players with no masks on. There were staff members with no masks on. There were staff members with masks on their chins. Um, players were intermingling with fans. There were fans and players taking pictures. There were players taking some people that weren't players in the back rooms, intermingling with the other players, and pretty much you know blaming the CDL. That's why he got sick. Okay. Um. And just kind of go, you know, he was just kind of going at the CDL for their for their uh, safety precautions as far as COVID. Now, listen, guys, this stuff gets real complicated, right? People get really upset, and it becomes this the the COVID talk in general gets real political, gets really nasty. So I'm not gonna get into that too much with you guys, right? Because I don't, this podcast ain't about that, okay? My only problem, now, when 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 Clay tweeted that, I seen it, read it, and I said, well, you know, that's, you know, it's the irony is he was the only one being safe and he still got sick, right? Now, um, you know, he's vaccinated, all that stuff, right? It's, you know, good for him. Right. I'm, hopefully he's hopefully he's good now. Um. Now the problem is is when he tweeted that it just you you went to the comments it was just just typical politics and the vaccine doesn't work and the vaccines for this not for that and uh, you're still gonna get it no matter what masks don't work people making fun of him because he had a mask on and wouldn't touch anybody and he he still got sick. Who do you think you are thinking that like COVID's not going to get to you? It's going to get to every, you know, it just got nasty, right? Now, I had no problem with him tweeting that as far as like him expressing his concern about getting sick, other people getting sick, right? No problem. Here's my only problem with what, when, when Clay went off in that little rant. The problem is, okay, this is the problem, okay, in that tweet thread or whatever, he said that he had pushed, him and other players pushed for the kickoff not to have fans, right? Here's the problem, you guys. You guys have to understand. All these teams, all these organizations, all these franchises they are itching, itching to make some money, okay? Understand, they've made no money the last year, two years, all right? And it's not their fault. They didn't, they didn't, they can't control COVID. They can't control what happened in the, in the world, the pandemic. They can't control none of that, okay? But please understand, they are itching to make some money, it, it, investors, people who who put money into this league, who paid the franchise fees, they want to make money. They are hurting. You can understand most of these teams, when they invested into the CDL, they had they had a return of investment plan, right? Some five years, some some three years, some two years, some most of them were five years. This pandemic made all those investment like plans, it, it put them even back farther. A year, two years, three years, some five years. So when you have a player like Clayster, even though he has all the right to complain and, and say that he doesn't feel safe and whatever, he's got all the right to do that. Please understand the position you're putting the CDL in, the position you're putting putting the CDL teams in. 
Okay. Like what 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 do you what do you guys think can come out of this? If you start accusing the CDL for not keeping their players safe because of COVID, like do, do you guys think do you guys think that the CDL won't shut down? Do you think that? Do you think that Activision won't dissolve the league? Like, do you guys think that? Honestly? Understand. The league, the Call of Duty League is fighting for its life right now. Okay? Fighting for its life. Low viewership. Low interest. Developers not 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 giving not falling through with the promises as far as giving a good product as far as the game. All right. Competitive interest. There listen, and I'll say I'll be the first one to say it. There are zero investment groups interested in buying an expansion spot next year. All right. Not one. In the in in in, in order for there to be expansion, there's got to be at least two. There's not even one. Understand that. There's not one. So the CDL is fighting for its life, and now we have players complaining about COVID. Okay? Now we have players complaining about COVID when this is the, the only... Listen, when you're when the Call of Duty franchise teams, the, the organizations, their main ways of revenue were gonna be merchandise and ticket sales, live events, live gate, right? Ticket sales. Okay. COVID stopped that. Now that we're trying to get, get back to live events, now we got our players complaining about COVID, trying to make it into a big thing. Trying to bring bring awareness to this issue. What do you want? You want the CDL to not have fans? Do you want the CDL to say, you know what? We're gonna have live events, no fans. If that if that's the case, why would any of these organizations want to host a fucking land? We're not gonna make any money off of it. We're gonna make none. We need we need fans at these events. We need to be able to sell tickets. We need to be able to sell merch. All right? We need the uptick in revenue for the surrounding businesses in our area. It's a business at the end of the day. You guys understand that. Okay? The CDL, the CDL teams, the CDL franchises are fighting for their lives right now. The fact that we have players complaining about COVID... All right. And listen, let me let me get this straight. Clayster, if he wanted to actually if he if he wanted to actually like make a change, make this into something, going to Twitter was not the thing to do. Not the thing to do. Okay? Him as a player, as a veteran player, if I know me I'm not even in, I'm not in the CDL. I'm not I'm not in the Call of Duty League. If I know that the league is struggling, that the league is fighting for its life, you as a premier player, as a marquee player of one of the top teams fan-wise in the league, New York Subliners, you should know where the CDL is right now. You should know the struggle that the CDL is, is has on its hands right now. All right? You should know that. If you want something to change, if you feel if you feel obligated to speak up for COVID precautions, all that, cool. I agree with that. Why why take it to social media? Why? Makes no sense. You have a way to, to get a hold of somebody from the CDL who, who can make these things happen, right? You do. You're Clayster. You have an avenue to, to reach out and to get some some figured out, right? Why put it on social media and try to blow it up into a bigger thing than what it is? 
putting more pressure on a failing league, put more pressure on a league that is trying to get its bearings under it. All right. Put more pressure on a league that isn't even sure if it wants to do it anymore. Why do that? Why do that? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. I don't get it. I, I really don't. I, re, I really don't. I, I don't. I don't get that mindset of wanting to complain on social media. Wanting to complain on social media when you're you're somebody that can actually reach out and actually talk to somebody to make these changes. Okay. Knock on wood, this shit didn't really go as far as people were trying to make it to, right? And hopefully the CDL, you know, makes some changes. But if your players in the Call of Duty League, if your players, if you're if you are current CDL players in the league right now, and you are pushing for no fans at LAN events. I need you guys to put all your money in, put a, put it in a pool, and buy the CDL a coffin. Because that shit's going to die immediately if you guys try to get it where there's no fans at these live events. That shit will die immediately. All right? Immediately. You, you need to think. Clayster's like, what, 25? You're a grown man. You need, you need to think. You need to think before you, you do these things, before you tweet these things out. You have to. This should be over. If you're somebody that thinks that the CDL is too big to fail, you again, I've said this multiple times. If you think the CDL is too big to fail, you, my friend, are a moron. The league is fighting for its life right now. Okay? Players, pro players. You got a problem with the league? Don't take it to Twitter. Okay? Pro players, you got a problem with the league? You got a problem with the CDL? Don't take it to Twitter. You got you got the resources. You got the connections to actually talk to somebody from the Call of Duty League. Why go to Twitter? Why go to the, a social media platform and put more pressure on a league that is fighting for its life? Somebody, somebody explain that to me. I'm confused. This shit, snap a finger and this shit all can go away. Keep playing. Keep playing. Keep playing. Keep playing. This is real. Got to use your head. Got to use your head. Use your fucking head. All right? Use your head. It's not, it's not, it's not hard. <sighs> uh, that's, that's the only thing that got me mad about the whole Clayster thing was that. I don't, I don't, if he feels unsafe, he, he's, got his, he's, he's got a right to, to you know, voice his, his displeasure on safety. But why do it on a social platform like that? Why? Talk to somebody at the league. Ah, energy drinks are good. Listen, what else is going on? Activision was bought by Microsoft. $70 billion. But you guys think that the CDL is too big to fail. Again, Activision was bought uh, let me repeat that. Activision was sold to Microsoft for $70 billion. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't really give a fuck. First thing I thought of, what does that mean for comp? For competitive Call of Duty? All right. What does that mean? We don't know. We don't know. Well, Microsoft already has their flagship eSport title. Right? They already got it. Halo. So does that mean that Call of Duty is going to be with Halo as far as like, listen, guys, I see Halo and and uh, Call of Duty as they're both basketball leagues. 
right? They're both basketball. They're, they're FPS games. They're the same thing. Same thing. One's a, one's a basketball league. The other one's a basketball league. Are we going to have two basketball leagues? I don't know. But everyone in the Call of Duty community is going crazy like we're saved and we don't even know. We don't know. It'd be cool to have two basketball leagues, but I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Too early to tell. The deal won't even go through for like, what, another year or something like that? Who knows? Who knows what, what that does? Who knows who knows what that does? I don't know. It was it was a fucking like it blindsided the majority of the community to see that. Um I don't know, man. I it's it's one of those things where obviously you want to be optimistic and it's gonna and, and think that it's gonna help our community and 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 take us back to the top. I don't know. Do not know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, my advice to a lot of the players would be just sharpen up those resumes just in just in case. And I'm not talking about Call of Duty resumes. I'm talking about like a job resumes. Just, you know, kind of dust them off a little bit and update some shit. Oh, I got a different number. Oh, okay. Put your new, put your new number in, put your new address in, you know. Just shit like that. Just kind of, just in case. Because who knows? Who knows Who knows what's going to happen out of that? You know, who knows? In a perfect world, Microsoft comes in, revamps the CDL, brings in people who, you know, kind of know what they're doing as far as building an esports league and gives the CDL a fresh a fresh breath air fresh air pretty much and we when we get back to where we are going as far as up who knows who knows i don't know do you know i don't what else should we talk about let's talk about the emergence of sibilance all right sib 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 was one of the um stars of the kickoff classic a couple weekends ago and um i was proud i'm proud of that kid proud of that kid very proud of that kid very very to see his his rise right now he's he's here where he belongs being one of the top call of duty players in the world he's here i expected a lot of people you know a lot of people like to hate on the kid because they say he's cocky or he's got an attitude. None of that shit's true. Pro- I promise you, none of it's true. We live in a world where being confident is considered a bad thing. Being confident is considered being an asshole. You guys, there's nothing wrong with believing in yourself. There is nothing wrong with you thinking you're better than somebody at a video game, at a sport, at anything. Okay? When you want to be great in anything, you have to put yourself at a pedestal. And when you put yourself at that pedestal, you have to be willing to put the work in to show everybody that you belong where you're putting yourself at. Dante Sib, that's what he's doing. That's all he's doing. And he, he, he deserves what's going to come to him, which is success, fans, support, all that. Well, I'll get into stories about him, you know, some other time. I'm sure I'll have a, I'll have him on here in the podcast here in a couple of weeks. Um, but I'm happy for Sib. He was one of the stars of the um Kickoff classic happened for him. Uh, who else? Cap, 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 It was good to see that kid. You know, I was, I was in. I, I didn't even know. Like, I never heard of him. Um, but you know, the majority of the community was was confused about them picking him up. 
But hey, he look he look looks like he's the real deal. So it's another player that I'm excited to see for the rest of the year. Um, Pred, Pred, Pred showed why he had so much hype around him. Um, I think Seattle, man, Seattle, whoever put that team together for Seattle, you did your thing. You, you got some players. You got some players that want to play together. You know what? Let's talk about Seattle. Seattle, let me, let me give you a clap. Good clap. A good clap for Seattle. Seattle finally got a roster full of kids, of, of players that want to be there. Okay? That want to be there. Good for them. Good for them. I'm, I'm a fan of Seattle, and I hope and I pray that they continue, continue the success, even though it's just a, a kickoff, even though that's momentum they got now. They got momentum with young guys. I mean, I'm excited for that team. Accuracy. I mean, I once said that we need to stay away. The teams need to stay away from accuracy. He shut me the fuck up quick. He's reinvented himself with this roster. God, see, listen. If you're an up and coming player, if you're an up and coming challenger player, you should be looking at Seattle as what could become of you, because that's what Seattle is. Seattle is a bunch of players. From challengers, all right? From challengers, from the AM scene. That's what Seattle is made of. Sib was an amateur a year or two years ago. Pred was an amateur a year ago. Mac was an amateur two years ago. Like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that Seattle team. Truly am, truly am, truly am. What else should we talk about? Um... Let's see. I don't. I don't. I don't want to bore you guys too much. Oh, the elite. The elite series, right? The challenger elite series just happened. Um, let me hold on. Let me get you guys the teams that qualified. Now, if you don't know what the elite series is, the elite series is pretty much the the league platform, but for the amateurs, for the challengers, amateur. Players, the guys who are not pros, <clears throat> the guys who are trying to become pro but are not, you know, whatever. So the teams that qualified for season one of the Challenger Elite teams are, as goes, Team One, General Havoc, Kismet, and Breezy. Team Two, Spart, Yeast, Pro Loop, Mohawk. Team Three, Shawnee, Classic, Assault, Exceed. Team Four, Welly, Nosy, Noisy, Machila, Radio. Team 5, Phantom, Scrappy, Rex, Johnny, oh Johnny. Team 6, Gravity, Polex, Venom, Jimbo. Team 7, Fire, Zapatus, Hamza, and Jintroid. Team 8, Brack, Proto, Ghosty, and Zinx. Shout out, to, shout out to Ghosty, the man. He's been coming up. He's here. I'm happy for that kid. The teams that failed to qualify, the teams that didn't qualify are Pander, GodRx, Pentagram, and Vico, shout out to Pentagram. He just was he just got signed by the LA Thieves. He's now their substitute player. Unfortunately for him, they did not qualify. His team did not qualify. Uh other teams that didn't qualify were Hixie, Diamond Con, Royalty Exotic. That's a surprise one for me. Hollow, Uli, My Mind, Mock, Doug, Sensor, Teske, Tay, Littlefoot, Silly, Ramby, Archives, and Volance. 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 I love that kid. He knows what I'm talking about. But yeah, those are the teams that didn't qualify. So you got the Elite Series. That's pretty much going to be the amateur, um, top amateur teams playing in weekly matches, I think, right? Yeah, something like that. They're pretty much going to be mirroring what the CDL is doing as far as their their weekly matches. And this is the um, amateurs version of it. So, you know, um, not sure if any of those matches are going to be streamed. I reached out to a couple of people to see if I could get... Um, I'm sure, um, you know, I'm sure I hold shift will be streaming them. He's really the only one who pay, pays attention to the um, amateur scene as far as casters. Um, I'm pretty sure I haven't got a response from anybody as far as the CDL actually streaming those matches. Excuse me. And the reason why I was even interested in that is because there's a team that I want to pick up. And... You know, if I want to pick up one of these teams that's going to play in the delete series, you know, that if if 
the their matches are being streamed on the CDL stream, then that kind of you know goes into what we're negotiating for money wise. So you know, vice versa, if they're not being streamed, that you know that negotiates for the price that I'm willing to pay them because their matches aren't being streamed. So you know, um, yeah. Got no response. Don't know. Do not know if the Elite Challenger Series will be streamed or not. We'll see about that. It will be streamed. It just won't be streamed in CDL that, as as of right now. So we'll see. But um, other than that, what else we got to talk about? Ranked play is coming. Who knows when? I don't even know, guys. I, I pretty much gave up on um ranked play even being a thing. Um, I literally, I, I literally play, um, I shoot bots all day, every day of my life. Um, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't think that, I don't think that, um, ranked play is going to be till like, I don't even know. I'm hoping it'll be, they said it was going to be coming out in season two, which season two is February 14th, right? It's Valentine's Day. So if, if listen, if ranked play comes out on Valentine's Day, I'm going to be so fucking mad. How can I play ranked play on Valentine's Day when it's Valentine's Day, bro? I got to hang out with my wife. I got to be with my wife. Like, what the fuck? What are you doing to me? Christ. Listen, guys, I'm going to stop ranting with you guys and talking shit. This is this was a solo episode. Just me, Um, obviously. It's just solo. That's what it means. Um. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have hopefully I'll have a guest for you guys next week, maybe an amateur player organization owner. I'm gonna try to get the amateur player, like somebody well known, just because you know this podcast is supposed to be that. It's supposed to be interviews, not supposed to be me talking shit and, and ranting about God knows what. I want to give you guys actual insight of these players. So hopefully next week we'll have a episode with a, a player or an interview with a player, and uh, yeah. But anyway, guys. Sorry, I'm talking weird right now because I have a lot, lot, lot of saliva in my my mouth. Pause. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hope I didn't offend you too much. Um, either way, I love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for checking out uh, the past episodes. I did that episode with uh, the Visitox kid who was accused by Centaur as being a cheater. You know, whatever, whatever your opinions on that. I wanted to get his, his story out or his side of the story. Did that. It's up to you guys to decide if he's cheating or not. I don't think he was, but whatever. Listen, guys, I love you guys. Hope you have a beautiful week. All right? Stay up. Be positive. Be nice. Wash your ass. And have a good day. Love you guys. God bless. And I'll see you next week. We out. Squaw!